Alicia here with Question Your Garden, an introspective podcast intended for self-exploration and personal development. It's just me talking about my own mental health journey, trying to figure out where it all fits in the metaphorical garden. I do hope you'll stick around. Now, it needs to be said this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment or diagnoses. You should always consult with your doctor or therapist before making any changes to your treatment. Remember, I'm just a person on the internet talking about my own personal experiences and I'm in no way qualified to make life-changing decisions for you. There are going to be times where my episodes are going to include what I call brain dumps. Basically, when I need to unload thoughts that are dancing around in my brain in their incompleteness, I brain dump to get them all out and to try to sort out what they're telling me. I somewhat recently had an exam to take to get a much-coveted certification. The following is what I dumped from my skull about a week before taking the exam. Life is a pain in the ass sometimes. I have a few other drafts in the queue for episodes, but nothing 100% finished yet, and nothing I'm feeling connected to enough to finish up so I can record. See, okay, I like to write out the episodes in advance. You know, that whole clarity thing. It keeps me on track so I don't just ramble on and fall in a ditch somewhere, leaving y'all looking at me like, this bitch is crazy. I've been able to record some episodes in batches, so I've had some sitting in the wing just waiting to be shared with you guys on a schedule. I knew this was going to come up, too. I've released all the episodes that I've already recorded. I like recording in private without another person in the house. The last few weeks, that hasn't been an option. But it's not like I've finished writing out any episode drafts either to make time to try to record while someone else is in the house with me. I mean, they're only like 10 to 20 minutes long, so it wouldn't be that hard to do if I had my outline short up. Thing is, I guess depression or something is rolled in again. I don't really know. I've struggled with connecting with myself the last couple of weeks. The feelings of not being worth it are dancing around my body, hugging me and keeping me in some cloud of existing. I know I need to reach out to people. I know I need to talk. I know I need to demand time for myself if I'm not feeling alright, but I'm always second-guessing what's actually happening to me. You're just being overly sensitive for nothing. What good will it do to talk about it? They aren't going to change. Better just realize that's who they are and move on. What if you talk to them and they ask for clarification? You don't, don't even know what the hell you're feeling. Why can't you be more productive? You know you need to be doing these things, but you aren't. Even though I've talked about these things previously, and I know why I do some of the things, and I recognize the harm in the other things, I can't seem to fucking stop. It's the same shit over and over again, and it's like some low-level anxiety is what is living in me, 
fueling what little I do. Apparently stress that I've generated for myself relating to my job is causing the most recent ruckus. When I met with my therapist, she did the usual of asking me how I was and was trying to get me to get in touch with feelings so we could go off of that and have something more concrete to work with. After a few rounds of I don't know and meh, I finally had the brain to let out info about some of my concerns with my job and how it's affecting me. Like, the biggest thing at the moment is getting a certification that I've wanted for a long time. I've scheduled the exam date, finally, but I don't have the confidence that I'll be able to make it through this exam with a passing grade. And what burns my ass is that my job has paid for the coursework two years in a row for me to get this certification. I feel like if I don't get this certification, I don't deserve to be in my field anymore. When that came up and out, my therapist asked me why I felt that way, and, well, it's because that's the only unit of measure I have to determine my worthiness. If after two separate week-long courses, I still can't get the information and make it stick so I can pass this exam, then I don't deserve my job. I don't deserve to be in my field. It's proof that I'm not good enough. The weight of those thoughts and feelings is drowning out nearly everything else in my personal life. So, a semi-fascinating thing has happened since writing all of that. I continued busting my ass on studying. I knew I had improved my knowledge, but I still didn't feel like it was enough to pass the exam. The night before the exam, I spent a few hours cramming and still had more to go, but my brain just couldn't take any more information. I came out of my study bubble to sit in the living room with my husband, which gave him the opportunity to start asking more questions about what this exam actually means for my job and how it would actually benefit me. I guess trying to make sure it wasn't a a fluff-type exam that didn't really matter. That paved the way for me to confess to him my feelings that if I didn't pass the exam, then I don't deserve to be in my field. Naturally, he didn't agree with that line of thinking and offered some examples on why not passing an exam doesn't make someone undeserving of being in whatever field they're in. The logic was sound, of course, but everything in me told me that it didn't matter. That if I couldn't see myself through to the end of this exam and actually pass it, then why bother staying in the field? Especially since the certification itself is something that I've lusted after for years. At some point, though, I just had to say, fuck it. I either know enough or I don't, and I can retake the exam after having gone through it once already. I had to tell myself to let shit go long enough to get through the exam. I had to give myself that permission or I was guaranteed to fail. I spent the next morning trying to jam more info into my brain, then headed to the testing facility a bit early so I could review the notes I'd been taking along the way. 
I took my time on the test and marked a few for review in hopes that maybe another question along the way would help me determine if what I'd chosen was actually correct. 125 questions later, and I said to hell with it on the three I marked for, for review. My brain was exhausted, and those three long questions just weren't going to be enough to help me pass, based on how I felt I'd done to that point already. I hit submit. And then I stared at the screen, neither stunned nor elated. It said pass. I stared at the word like, what? How? I passed that fucking exam. Barely, but I passed. After I alerted the people that needed to know and made my obligatory post on the Facebooks, I headed out back to work. I remember thinking on my way there, like, I kept staring at that word that was softly burned into my memory and had the thought, maybe I am good enough. Since passing the exam, my work output has improved as well as my mood. It's honestly made me wonder if I've been so devastated internally by the thought that I'm not good enough to pass this exam that it's been a primary catalyst in the state of my mood over the last couple of years. Yeah, years. After the first class I took for this exam, did I decide then that I wasn't good enough to be doing what I was doing? That I was a fraud for being in the field and wanting to specialize but having a handicap on my knowledge that is nearly required for the specialty? Did I let that hurdle bring me to a halt and cause me to question everything about myself, my wants, my goals, my dreams, my abilities? With as much relief as I've felt over the last week, two weeks, I feel like that's a pretty valid consideration. The alarming part is that I had no idea that that would drag me down as hard as it did. I had no idea it was happening. I had no idea that it even played a role in how I was feeling or how I viewed myself. I hadn't viewed my career as being on a similar playing field as the rest of my life, like with interpersonal relationships. It's felt distinctly separate, as though it's an entity all its own, unrelated to the life I live on a daily basis. Being separate entities, to me, I hadn't considered that sadness or feeling less than in my job would have such a tumultuous and subconscious effect on the rest of my life. I mean, I've had my fair share of bad days at a job. I've brought work home with me on more than one occasion. But I don't think I'd considered my career to be such a deeply ingrained extension of myself. I looked at it like, sometimes I don't do very well at work, and sometimes the people don't treat me well. And rarely ever, my inability to grasp this concept on the job means my entire sense of self is flawed and worthless. Okay, throwing all that out there, 
I can remember a few other examples where that was the case. Where I saw and felt that line of thinking. I don't know how this was different for me, though. I don't know how it hit so well that I didn't see that my concerns over getting that certification were dragging my whole self down. Intentionally, I wanted work and home to be separate. I hate bringing work home. So maybe it felt separate because I willed it so. But the reality is that they couldn't be separate because my job consumes like half of my life. I wanted them to be separate, but they couldn't be separate entities. I'm one person. Sure, I have the option at this point to not work on work-related things at home, but it was a bit naive of me to think that half of me feeling bad and worthless wouldn't carry over into the other half of me that was trying to live the rest of my life. I'm sure that seems like a duh principle at all, but, well, I guess sometimes the lies that we tell ourselves aren't always obviously negative. It's like when I made that decision at a young age to never express or be angry because it was a terrible emotion. Just because I didn't want my job to affect me negatively doesn't mean it wouldn't. It would just lay dormant until something catapulted it into consciousness again. The awareness feels better. Letting go of that perception that I need to keep work and personal life completely separated and as their own entities is a relief. Understanding that my work role and my self role are closely intertwined is a relief. Allowing the two to see one another again has eased some tension inside of me. I'm not fighting with myself. I'm not spending the energy to keep them separated, which apparently took up more mental real estate than I realized. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Your support means a lot to me, even if it's just a simple share on social media or to a friend or family member who you feel might enjoy the podcast too. Also, I can't forget to give a shout out to both Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and Scott Buckley at scottbuckley.com.au for the music transitions they provided for use in the show. If you want to shoot me an email, it's questionyourgarden at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the show notes for any links or additional information from the episode. Until next time, keep weeding. Thank you.